Hey friends, Pastor Brandon here, and we are so excited that you logged on to stream our sermon content here at Community Covenant Church. We pray that it is uh, helpful, enjoyable, and that will help you grow into all that God has created you to be. We have other ways that we help you grow here. And first, that is through our gatherings on the weekend. Um, and it's also in groups as we gather together as the church uh, beyond the weekend. Um, and we are applying this sermon content and the gospel to our lives. And, and then lastly, through mission opportunities, both serving inside and outside the local uh, church. And so what we pray is that this sermon content uh, is in no way replacing a meaningful relationship between you and a local church, whether that's our church or another one in our area. Uh, we just would pray that this is supplemental to you and not a replacement of a meaningful engagement with a local church. And so just praying uh, for you as you continue to grow and pray that God continues to uh, help you connect to a group of people that love you and know you blessings. Thanks for having me, and uh, this is a, a great Sunday to be here. Whenever I think about celebration of volunteers, it's about being the church. You know, I'm fond of saying that all of you, if you're a follower of Christ, you take on a special mission in this world, and to be able to celebrate that, I want you to be so jacked up about your role here and now. You know, you don't get a second chance at this. And so when Brandon comes out and he says, all these great opportunities that CCC is all about, if you're, if you're not involved in that, if you're not invested in that, today's a new day. Jump in, because the kingdom is here now, and it's waiting for you. You know, I have this blank canvas here, and I'm going to leave it up there the whole service. Because I, I was at a leadership conference the other day, and they were just talking about every day is a new day, a new opportunity to write your new story. And so all of you have a story to share. And some of you are living life to the fullest, and some of you are kind of like, you're not sure if you want to put your foot in the deep end of the water. And so I want to encourage you to jump in. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do with your life. And so before I kind of jump into the teaching this morning, I was reflecting on my time here. So it's so good to be back here. Uh, I started coming here in 1992. And my wife and I were dating back in the day, and we were looking for a church, and we landed here. And I, we got married in 1994 here, and in 1997 is when I started working here. I started reflecting on that. I've been here for 24 years of my life. Right, I got married to my wife. We have three kids. Diane, just raise your hand. She doesn't like to be noticed that much. And then Jenna. Jenna's my daughter, my oldest, 20 years old now. She doesn't like that because she still wants to be a teenager, you know. Um, she's doing great. Sophomore year, just completed at Union. And then I have two boys, Terry and Will, and they're, they're serving at Stone Coast this morning. So they're on the production team, so they couldn't be here. But I wanted you to, I just wanted to sit back and say thank you for Brandon and Connie for having us here. Um, I don't take this lightly. It's truly an honor and a privilege. And it's, it's like coming home. You know, and so thank you for, for having us. And with that, I'm going to be talking about, Brandon asked me, talk about ushering the kingdom of God through serving others. And like he shared, this is kind of like one of those hot spots for me. It's a, it's a passion of mine. Because I feel like it's right in the heart of the gospel. It's what Jesus came for. It's what he got his disciples all rallied up for. 
so that they could go and bring this kingdom. And so I'm, I'm naming the title of this morning is Be the Adventure Within God's Kingdom. Be the adventure. You and I, as the church, as followers of Christ, get to be this adventure. Like he said, we get to bring heaven to earth. And so I was just curious, I haven't been here in a little while, so I want to know from you, and I need someone who can draw. I can't draw, so I need someone to be able to come up here and draw. So anyone with the gift of drawing, so people can actually read it. Come on up. Well, we're going to wait until we get a taker. You know? It's all right. I'm a very patient person, so we'll see. One person who can write. Brandon, you weren't kidding when you said that. I was like, we have this spontaneous reading stuff, but I ain't moving until we get someone to write. So whoever wants to jump. You got to be the adventure. I, I, didn't, I must not be preaching very well. You have to be the adventure. All right, here we go. We got someone coming. Yes. We're here to celebrate volunteering. <laughs> Volunteers. Come on, Richard. Jump on in there. <laughs> all right, so now you all have to participate. What does it mean to you? The kingdom of God. What does it mean to usher in his kingdom? Just start shouting out a word or a phrase. What is it? Share peace. What else? Be a light. Do I hear justice? Justice. Love. Mercy. Oh, you're firing up here. Hold on. Grace. Free. Lose yourself. I'll I, I just hang there for a second. Lose yourself. Hang on to that for a second. Hold on, hold on. Hang with me. Lose yourself. Think about that for a moment. We're so self-conscious. We all want to look good. We don't want to look bad. That's why no one wants to come up here and write. Right? You're all comfortable. Wait, lose yourself. Because it's not until we lose ourselves that we actually find true life. All right, now keep going. What else? Right here. Surrender. Obedience. Risk. Mm, who said that? Take a risk. If we're not living out on the branches, the skinny branches, right? Take a risk. That's where all the action takes place. If you're playing it safe this morning, we're just letting life pass on by, right? So I'm here to kind of shake us up a little bit, get us out of being comfortable, and get us signed up and engaged in a life worth living so that you can be an adventure. Because God's out here doing stuff all around us. It's just a matter of will we join him in that? What else? We got a couple more. Serving. Trust. Abandon. Nice. What is it? Fear. F-A-I-R. All right, because I was just going to say cast out that fear. All right, faith. And then, Richard, do me a favor. At the top, write God reigns, R-E-I-G-N-S. Where was the last one? Fear, F-A-I-R. And then write God reigns, 
and then bring it doesn't even matter watch this beautiful <laughs> right God reigns and then bring heaven to earth all right so I'm gonna keep that up here and I just want you to keep taking this in so what I'm gonna do is talk about two things one I want to get a picture of this kingdom because Jesus died for this thing. And I want you to get that. This is so countercultural. When Jesus came on the scene, what did they want? They, went, they wanted a military uprising, right? Their king, let's give it up for Richard. Thank you, Richard. They were looking for a king, a military king. And then Jesus came on the scene and he started demonstrating this new kind of kingdom. And I bet you if you start looking at these words closely, everything about here will scream Jesus and what he taught his disciples and what he stood for and what he ultimately died for. So when we talk about this kingdom, I want to read to you from Matthew 11, 4 through 5. It says, Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf, now they hear. The dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. What'd you say? What'd you say? Why aren't we all in awe of that? Sometimes we read scripture, we just show up to church and just go through the motions and then you read something like that. That's the good news. That's the kingdom of God here and now. And what is he saying? Report back what you hear and what you see. So here's the challenge of scripture. I don't pull shots. I'm a straight shooter. When people look at your life, when they look at my life, what do they hear and what do they see? Ask yourself that question. And then, if it's not in alignment with what you wish it were, what are you gonna do about it? Don't just come to church today. You are the church. And I want us to be able to report back, my gosh, I'm investing in this young child's life. My gosh, when I go into work, I'm all lit up about helping other people get better. When I come home to my family, I'm gonna be the spouse that God called me to be. Right, and just keep going on and on. What are the things that you really want out of this life? So allow this scripture to get a hold of your heart. Because here's in the day, if they're looking for a military revolt and an uprising, and Jesus starts talking about this, think about his followers. You and me, 
This is what you're about? We're oppressed. Rome is overtaking us, set us free. And I'm here to tell you, this is how you get set free. When it's not about you, you lose yourself and you take on the good news. I want you to think about this. In the scriptures, when it talks about leprosy, a person who is a leper was kind of the outcast of society. That person was not touched, was not held. Think about that. Some of you, I know in my church, we have someone going through painful divorces. And this person has not been held in a long time, was abandoned, left. This isn't an ancient text that doesn't have relevance today. Think about the people today that don't have a voice and often we walk right on by. And I think God is whispering saying, will you take the time to hug the homeless person? Will you buy that person a person? Will you buy them a cup of coffee? But because we're so busy, we just run right by. And we're looking at God and we're saying, where's your kingdom, God? And God's whispering, you're it. You're it. You bring heaven to earth. So the leper, he had a, when you came up to a leper, he said, you have to say, unclean. Unclean. Meaning stay away because there's something drastically wrong with me. Stay away, I'm unclean. And Jesus is saying, here's the contrast. You're looking for a military king. Here I am, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And here's what my kingdom's about. And he comes up and he touches the leper. It's a glorious day. How many of you, in your time of need, you just needed someone to come and hold you? Someone to listen to you, someone to show interest in you, someone to believe in you. This is what's at store. For you and I today, this kingdom come, this will be done. Now, the great news about this is that everybody has a blank canvas. His mercies are new every morning. And I love this. So just so you know, I'm going to be planting a seed. I, what I'm going to be doing is carrying this around with me for the next several weeks. And I'm just going to go up to people, all different kinds of people. And I'm going to ask them a question, which I'm asking you today. What are you up to? What do you want to see different in your life? Who do you want to be? So someone put light and love. That's a great calling right there. Wherever I go, I want to be light and I want to be love. And then the other one put hit or miss is excellent. This idea that we don't get it right all the time and yet I'm just comfortable in my own skin. What are you up to? So at the end of service, I'm gonna be looking for one or two people to have a phrase or a word. Be thinking about that. Today's a new day. So let's go back to the scripture because we serve a king who's a resurrected God. Does that tell me I have 15 minutes to go? Is that right? Oh boy. Woo. 
Oh, what did you guys get yourselves into this morning? <laughs> All right. So this resurrected king, what is he about? He's about bringing life out of death. Think about that. We serve a resurrection God. And he's looking for us to follow him and to go into those places where we can bring life out of darkness. Will you be the light that shines into the world? And what area are you standing up for and you're committed to? Because this kingdom is upside down living. I was once blind, but now I see. Do you all know that we've all been blind? All of us are blind. And when your eyes get lit up for that first time, who was it? Mark Twain said the two best days of your life, the day you were born and the day that you realized why you were born. Think about that. Do you know why you're here? Do you understand that God loves you uniquely, perfectly, unconditionally? And he's just waiting for you to jump in this game. Let your eyes start to see the things that he sees. I was once unable to walk, but now I run. I once had a disease, but now I'm healed. Good news to the poor. God's kingdom is all about the less fortunate, the marginalized, the people on the fringes, the ones that don't have a voice. Another challenge, this one hurts me. In our busyness, in our schedules, what's your calendar look like? How often do you spend time with people on the fringes? If not us, then whom? I want you to think about that. If not the church, who is gonna go and spend time and bring the message of love and of hope and of light to these folks? This is what the kingdom is all about. Now, we must understand that this was a revolution. Jesus was coming and saying, he's creating a new way. It's the new covenant. And he's demonstrating this is what it's all about. All of these things, and I would add compassion, I'd add forgiveness, I'd add all these different things to this list about what this kingdom is all about. And I wanna encourage you this week to read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Keep reading it over and over and over again. Because what I believe the Sermon on the Mount is is a teaching of Jesus saying, here's what upside down living looks like. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. All of these things. And then he talks about not worrying, no judgment. He talks about finances. He talks about don't even get angry at your neighbor. The Sermon on the Mount is a picture for us to understand what this kingdom is all about. It's completely countercultural. It's upside down living. So be the light. How many of you know about the Garden of Gethsemane? Raise your hand. Garden of Gethsemane. What does that represent? Just speak out. What does that represent? What is it? I can't hear anyone. My ears are deaf. What is it? Unfailing love. Submission to the Father. What's, what's present, though? What's, what's present? What is it? 
Fear is present. Moment of truth. What's this? Passion. What's going on in Jesus at that moment? Did you say anguish? Agony. Now hang on a second. Who was joining him in the garden? Did anyone enter into the garden with him? Well, besides Satan. <laughs> Trying to turn this into a positive. Right? Even his best friends, the followers, his disciples, would not enter into his pain, into his suffering. I want you to get this. Will we be people that will enter into the garden? Will you be a people that are willing to lose ourselves to go in and be with people in their pain? Because if we're doing that, we're living in the heart of this kingdom, the new way. And it takes a lot. You talk about living on the limb to enter into someone's pain. I almost stepped right off this. not easy you want to depend and rely on God right so often as Americans we go through life and we're so self-sufficient we really don't need God I can just take care of myself but when I live on the limb and I start spending time with people on the fringes and I start spending time with people who are in pain you'll start to see your faith right in front of you I'm fond of saying I don't know how much faith I have the Bible says, as long as I have faith as a mustard seed, I'm all right. And then I take that step. We call it a step of trembling trust. It's not easy. It's not easy. But we're here to serve the other. Bless you. Going all the way back to Genesis 1 and Genesis 12, we were called to be image bearers and blessing givers. I want to read to you from Genesis 1. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So that's the image bearer. In Genesis 12, it says, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make you famous and you will be a blessing. From the very beginning, God's intention was for us to be image bearers and blessing givers. I encourage you to have fun with this. How can I bless you today? To go and see the people around you and find out what are their needs, and then have fun trying to meet those needs. The more you get out there and practice serving others, the more you'll find God. Now, I want to share with you just briefly, a lot of you may have heard of Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. It's, it's, I think it's like 18 years old now. And we just redid this at Stone Coast about a month ago. And I want to just quickly go through with you because a lot of times when we talk about serving and volunteering, we've been taught, and, and rightfully so, so don't, don't take this the wrong way, but a lot of us when we talk about spiritual gifts, do you guys still do shape? Spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, experiences? 
you know, just trying to figure out how God wired you, this idea. So what we do, we take, we take assessments and we do all these different things because we're trying to figure out how did God uniquely wire you so then we can get you into a specific ministry. That's awesome. But I'm going to add to that. What if to live a life that's called experiencing God, there's seven realities. The first one is that God's always at work. So God is always at work around us and he's up to something. And he's waiting for you and me to join him there. All right, just think about that. The, the one thing that I'll say to you this morning about the number one culprit from us living this kingdom life is busyness. Right? Because God's at work all around us, but do we ever see him? Do we ever slow down long enough to take a peek? I gotta go quickly. So the next one's relationships, that God is always pursuing you. The greatest news in the world is he loves you just the way you are. You don't have to qualify, just come and show up. There's an invitation. God wants you and me to join him in this and the invitation is new every day. You're invited to join him in his kingdom to serve the other. And then God speaks. Slow down to listen to his voice. Now that's all great, right? But then this is where our faith clicks in because then we have the crisis of belief. If you heard God share something, like right now, if God's speaking to you and you have something on your mind, you're saying, there's something I want to create. There's something where I want to get up on that edge. I want to live life a little differently and I want to be the adventure. If you're sensing that, all of a sudden, here's the crisis of belief because what do we do? All of a sudden, we get really smart. We have all the reasons to justify why I can't. All the fears from my past. If you only knew my past, you wouldn't even ask me. God doesn't give a rip about your past. He set you free. Think about that. Today's the new day. Step up and take a risk. When you do that, the crisis of belief will always cause you, call us to make an adjustment in our lives. Are we willing to adjust ourselves out of this busy season and be able to slow down and hear his voice and be led by him, empowered by him to live this out because then it's up to us to obey and when we obey, we experience God. That's the picture. Now, here's what I like about this versus the other teaching. It enlarges it because now the adventure happens because now it's in relationship with you listening and hearing and God whispers to you and when you feel God said something to you, it has nothing to do with anyone else. It's you and God. Step out, and then the game begins. That's when you're living life to the fullest, and you have to depend on him. So our story, some of you may know this, but um, so we started Stone Coast two years ago, and then two months ago, we bought a, we bought a store. It was Vinny's Antiques in Seekonk. I know nothing about running a business, okay? We purchased the property. We call it Four Echoes at Gristmill Pond. I want you to understand this. The reason why we did this is so that we could create funds. It's a not-for-profit. And at the end of the year, we'll have monies to give back into the community to go to the fringes, to spend on inner-city youth, to help with the homeless, to help with foster care, to help with kids with disabilities. To do that, we had no clue. Think about it. I've never bought a business before. I didn't go to school for business. And I, and I hired someone that doesn't have a business background either. And you run it. Awesome. How's that? 
Now, <laughs> yeah, praise God. And now what we're finding is, is that all the people, when we first did that, we said this would be great because we'll have an additional revenue stream to bless people, to be blessing givers and image bearers. And now what we're noticing is people are coming into the store and they're hearing about four echoes. Any N.T. Wright folks here? N.T. Wright, four echoes. So spirituality, justice, relationships, beauty. I'll, I'll show you a little sidebar story because I think that's funny. So a friend of mine, we go to Gordon, Gordon uh, College and N.T. Wright speaking a couple months ago. And we're there, we're all excited about it. And I didn't realize my friend was like one of those groupies. That was a little embarrassing, I have to tell you. But anyways, so after the talk, we got there late because of traffic. And then all of a sudden, so I'm in the overflow room, so I didn't even really hear much of the talk. But there was this one slide that had seven words on there. I'm sitting there going, that's interesting. And I, I noticed four of them, like those four echoes I just said. I noticed four of them. So all of a sudden, at the end, we're like, my friend, he's like, let's go in line so we can get his autograph. So he's up there, and he's meeting N.T. Wright, and I go up there, and I said, thank you so much. I just want to let you know that we, you've had so much influence on us as a church. We just bought a store, and we named it Four Echoes. And he goes, I guess you've got to change it to seven. He's, he, he wrote a new book, and now there's seven echoes. So I call up, I'm like, we're, we're in trouble. You know, that's the next store, seven echoes, right? But what I'm getting at is all of you have something that God wants you to move into, all right? And, and I'm saying here, because time is up, I heard, no, no, because I want you, the Hope Center. Is Michael here? Raise your hand, is Michael here? All right, Mike, stand up for a second. Give him a hand clap. Now, I'm gonna speak words into you, you, t you correct me if I'm wrong. Was there something building inside of you for months, if not years, about this problem that was going on in Pawtucket? Was it a burning desire and a passion? How many times did you walk past that dream because you outsmarted yourself? What caused you to finally say, the heck with them jumping in? I just did it. And then the church, Brandon, the leader of this church, comes around people that say, thank you, Mike, that say, yes, I want to make a difference. There's something wrong here. When you think about the kingdom, justice, some of you said that, God is about doing things, fixing things that are wrong. And, and now I want you to think about this blank canvas. Michael took a risk, and now many of you are volunteering because you're saying, I see a need, and I want to be part of that. But don't disqualify yourselves until we have 100% of all people that follow Jesus Christ. We need to keep reminding ourselves that we have an opportunity to be the church, to be all that God created us to be. I want to leave you with this thought. If you can be thinking about this blank canvas, what are you up to in life? Or another way of saying that is, what are you committed to? Or what will you do this, and then what will you do this week to make this a reality? I'm a big proponent of I could care less what the teacher teaches because it means nothing unless the people listening do something about it. What will you create this week? I want you to prayerfully consider that. No more excuses. Just do it. Just get in the game. Now, I'm going to leave you with this scripture. 
Genesis 12, 1 through 4, says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country. Think about this. If I asked you right now to leave your country, to leave your family, to leave everything that you know, and may I under, may remind you that this is the first time in history of all mankind when someone was asked to leave something that they knew. Think about that. Leave your country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, and I will place a curse on those who harm you, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. They're going to be blessed through you. Here's the key. So Abram, what? So Abram left. We walk right by that scripture. So Abram left. He left the comforts of home. He left everything he knew so that he could follow God. That's when the great adventure happened. We know some of the rest of the story. Read it. Get it inside of you. Be encouraged by it. Be inspired by it. Because that's what God is whispering to you right now. Get in this thing, the game. Be the adventure. Let me close in prayer and then we're going to sing a song.